Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, it's been a day of uh, technical software difficulties. And I think for some reason across the pond, we've the same thing is going on. But yes, uh, it's all good. Uh, but uh, yeah, weird. <laughs> I've, I've had an absolute nightmare. I'm not oh, going to lie. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. technology is one of those things that you just need to work and when it stops working it literally freaks you out (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) and especially when it stops working just before you're about to record a podcast (laughs) I know it's like how did you know (laughs) how did you know to come screw up my life Yeah. yeah terrible terrible timing oh my gosh totally yeah so have you had technical problems Tim yeah, I have. And and so I, on this medical record thing that I'm signing up for, because I start my clinical stuff in two days, which is like terrifying. I've got the first day scaries, which is very scary. Like the first day of school. Oh my God. It's the first day of school and it's like terrifying. Is it like yeah. the first day at school when you're the headmaster, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so every everyone's expecting you to have the answer. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And you know, imposter syndrome always sort of raises its head where you're like, maybe mm. they'll find out that I'm not a real doctor and that I'm a fake <laughs> and that I'm gonna lose my medical license. And it's just so funny, like imposter syndrome, you know, it, it is a a constant struggle to overcome. Yeah. Oh, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. So just coaching myself. Well, let me um, reassure you that you are a qualified doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I can even see your certificates behind your head. I know. So I, know I have my true. certificates on the wall. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they could say like best server of ice cream at Dairy Queen, but you know, <laughs> I do have yeah, but, some certificates. Yeah. But that's when I'm zooming in, you see, so I can see them properly. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Yes. So um, how has your week been going? so far i'm not gonna lie i don't think it's the greatest week ever um i think everything that could go wrong has gone wrong um and it just feels like there's a lot of pressure right now i think there must be a really bad moon or something um but it needs to kind of it needs to regenerate disappear because i'm not ready for this in my life oh (laughs) shit isn't it wild like when everything could go wrong does go wrong it just oh yeah, sometimes it's really hard being a grown-up. When I was younger, they, they said, when you get older, everything's easier, and you'll have flying cars, and they lied about both things. So <laughs> There are no flying cars. I, I need cars. to complain to somebody, but I have no idea who to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Adulting and lack of human ca- uh, of flying cars, yes. Yeah, I mean, just two major disappointments in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh, I hear you, and I share your views. Yes, mm, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, as they say, like, we can soothe ourselves saying, you're like, we never have to live this day again. If it wasn't the best day, we never have to live it again. It's soon going to be another type of day. We don't know what day is coming tomorrow, but it'll be another kind of day. Yeah. I think it's just going to be one of those weeks. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, then. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I get to go on holiday after that. (laughs) Oh, good, good, good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
So yes, some, um, did you say something about Bailey's lattes? Like, yeah, boozy lattes. Yeah, I think that's what we need. Yeah, Definitely. coffee with a booze shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, let's cheer ourselves up with a bit of relationship news. If you can head over to the relationship correspondence desk. We most certainly can. Let's do that. Nice. So today I've got a story about 15 celebrity couples who divorced and then got remarried. What? Oh, cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think, um, I mean, you know, the um, celebrities and the kind of Hollywood lifestyle, they are kind of renowned, aren't they, for having <laughs> um, some major, major um, public oh. disasters when it comes to relationships. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it's kind of nice to read about some that have come back together again. Yeah. So first on the list, we've got Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. Oh, I yes. kind of think I knew about that one, but yeah. I'm not sure if I'm just saying that. Yeah. So yeah, they they divorced and um and remarried. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pamela Anderson and Rick Solomon. Oh, like divorced and then remarried. Yeah. Oh. So they got married in 2007, and then their marriage was annulled in 2008. Mm. And then in 2014, they shocked everybody and announced that they'd secretly tied the knot for the second time. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's just so <laughs> weird. Okay. All right. Isn't it? Yeah. We've got Melanie Griffiths and Don Johnson. Oh, really? They remarried? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Melanie was 14 years old and Don Johnson was 22 when they met. Oh. Uh, by her 18th birthday, they'd got engaged. They eloped to Las Vegas in 1976 but their marriage only lasted six months after a year apart they reunited in 1989 and remarried in a small ceremony oh yeah and then Dakota Johnson uh, of 50 Shades of Grey fame that's their daughter right is it yeah oh I didn't know that um, uh, yeah. but they did get divorced again in 1996 oh okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then we've got um I didn't know about this one either so Elon Musk and Tallulah Riley. Oh, I'm like, is he married to anybody? Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also got divorced for the second time in 2016. Oh my God. Okay, okay. Wow. Do you think if you get divorced twice, do you think you get double the um, separation? and Oh, alimony and stuff? Yeah, and... do you think? Oh, good do question. Do you think it's like double the settlement Oh, agreement? yeah. Double the mistake. Double the, the retribution, yeah. Just kind That's of, a good I'm question. Just my cynical me is just kind of putting that out there. Yeah. Eminem and Kimberly Scott. Oh. So they were childhood sweethearts and yeah. um, they also divorced, I think, a second time. Oh, God. <laughs> so there's That's not really so a lot of kind of success in these remarriages, are there? <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg and um, Shante Brodas. Okay. Also divorced for the second time. So they're nearly divorced, but then they called off the divorce. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 2008, they renewed their wedding vows. Oh, okay. Okay. So they may have made it the second time around. <laughs> okay. All right. And then we've got Dion Warwick and William Elliot. Oh, okay. So we've got some uh, singing stars in here. Yeah. Judge Judy and Jerry Schindlin. Right, right. And then we've got Frida Kahlo and Diego Riviera. Right. Renowned Mexican painters. Yeah. I think that was kind of a toxic situation there. I think there's a film or many films. Yeah. Yeah. You do see a lot of films of um, toxic relationships. Yeah. Um, we've got Travis Baker and Shauna Mokla. 
Okay. Uh, Marie Osmond and Steve Craig. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sophia Loren and Carlo Ponti. Got it. Terrace Howard and Laurie McCormis. Oh, I can safely say I don't know, have any clue who those people are. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia Loren, I knew, but yeah. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Gladys Portuguese. Okay. All right. But again, they have also... Um, Oh, no, hold on. Uh, Gladys failed for divorce in 2015, but later called it off and they remained together. Oh my gosh, okay. Yes. Estee Lauder and Joseph Lauder. Ah. The uh, the beauty moguls. Oh, yes. Mm. And that's it. Oh my gosh, okay. So this sounds <laughs> like the odds of a second marriage, like a remarriage working out doesn't sound like... <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like many of them stayed together, I have no. to say. Yeah. Um, and that whole kind of getting divorced twice thing, I am a bit suspicious about the motives around that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, maybe celebrity and money sort of distorts things. I, I definitely say that, you know, the whole ex-sex thing maybe gone too far. You know, when you when you break <laughs> up and it's just so sad and it's like you and you, yeah, it's just that whole sort of awful feeling of like limbo after you've broken up and like the, the thing that feels the the most soothing is to get back together with your ex. So I can totally get how people kind of just get swept up. But then I think what it says is whatever issues were there in the first marriage are probably going to be there in the second marriage until you do some active work. Well, yeah, you've got to do the work, right? Yeah, not just get remarried. Yeah. Not just a new (laughs) wedding dress that... Because you quite fancy a new party. (laughs) Ah, yes, exactly. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's a good one. Um, So yeah, there you go. Nice. That is the relationship love desk today. Wouldn't that be nice to coach a couple who is getting remarried? Wouldn't that be fun? Oh my God, yes. So much fun. <laughs> yeah, count me and I'm down oh, for that gig. Oh <laughs> my gosh. If anybody knows anybody getting remarried, just, you know, jordylast.com. And what is our email address again? Um, info at jodylast.com. Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, get in touch. <laughs> nice. All right. Shall we uh, do our topic? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Today's hot topic is recovering from a major relationship blow up. Oh, we have all had those. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yep, some more recently than others. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, there's that saying, isn't there? The course of true love never does run smoothly. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely say it doesn't run smoothly. (laughs) As we reach for our martini glasses. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Bloody hell, yes. So... Sarah and I are vigorously nodding to this. Yes, like, we are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> Blow yeah. up. It's such a tough gig though, isn't it? Like <sighs> you um, you have this major almighty row and for some reason you just both can't see eye to eye. Um, <laughs> yep. Often both of you have got kind of valid points, I guess, but there's just this real yeah. kind of mismatch in where you're both coming from and what's really going on. And mm. I think often you get this whole thing, well, you're not listening to me, well, you're <laughs> not listening to me. Yeah. Um, and it can just get, and it can get quite spiteful, I think, at times as well. Oh. And and then recovering from that, just, oh, oh. it just feels terrible. 
Oh my God. You know, yeah. And it is true. Like we bring in the dirty laundry. It's like, oh, this always happens. You always say this. You always do that. So you remember the, back in 2014 when you did that? Like, it's just amazing. Our recall of shitty things. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then sometimes we bring in new information as well. So kind of, <laughs> <laughs> but from years ago, it's like, what? Like, oh I didn't God. even know that was an issue. Why are we I discussing know. this now? Like, I what, know. have you got a whole list of things? <laughs> that you want to bring out is that where we're at now oh jesus like those old chestnuts but it's like it feels like your partner's been kind of saving this to kind of throw out a storing them up yeah storing them up oh my god and another thing (laughs) and another thing and you're like where the fuck did that come from yeah it's like hang on a minute three days ago this was not an issue (laughs) oh absolutely oh i tell you i tell you yes 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 shitty 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 (laughs) yeah I mean I feel your pain if anybody is is kind of reeling from a recent argument then um yeah I'm there with you it's Mm. um it feels crap um Mm. it's sometimes we say things that we regret Um, sometimes yes sometimes like all the time (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we um sometimes we find it hard to say sorry and admit that we've done something wrong also um, yeah, obviously. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, where oh. do we go? I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a crap situation. Um, mm-hmm. You probably both feel like crap, even though maybe mm-hmm. you don't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a time when often we can go into like a really bad pattern. And um, mm-hmm. I know I'm guilty of this. Um, so we repeat kind of the same pattern after a row. And mm-hmm. um we can be kind of quite harsh with each other after after the events as well. Mm-hmm. I think it can be difficult to say sorry and to, um, or even just to say kind of that was crap, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we not do that again? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a really, really hard time because we feel like kind of quite bruised, I think. Mm. Oh, that's a nice, oh, now that's a nice word, bruised for sure. Yeah, it just, just everything really hurts and feels really raw yeah yeah and just really kind of fragile so when you're in that state it's really difficult to then start to think about repair and um and how do we get back how do we come back from this yeah so I think first of all acknowledge that it's just not a very nice situation mm. and neither of you really wanted to go there but you did yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think trying to repair quite quickly is quite key because otherwise Mm. you can get into this real negative cycle of kind of taking weeks and weeks and weeks before you can really kind Mm. of get back to a situation where you feel better. I think you also get the opposite, don't you, where you can just kind of like everything just goes back to normal without any Mm. discussion at all. So it Mm. is just kind of... um, you know, all gets kind of brushed under the carpet. So we're not mm-hmm. dealing with it. And then we come back to this kind of like, that argument's going to come up again, along with even more things that you didn't know about from five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's the elephant in the room that keeps eating and eating and gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. 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 Elephants. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody told me about those when I was younger. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. We missed like the uh, elephant in the room part of the sex ed discussion, which is, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 I And I really struggle because of the freaking ego. Like, yeah. man, and I, you know, it just feels so like, and it, the stone wall of silence because like, 
oh, I just don't want to admit that uh, I was wrong or, you know, just, oh, it's just, oh, so hard. So hard. Equally, I'm not very good at being on the other side of the stone wall of silence. (laughs) Mm, Because that feels crap as well. You're like, hang on a minute. Like, how long are you going to punish me for? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then you you end up both punishing each other and you're you both feel like tentative or walking on eggshells around your partner and it and it isn't yeah. clear who's mad at who and it's kind of like yeah. <laughs> are you wh- which side of the wall am I am I the angry person or am I the be- person being punished or is it a mi- yeah. mix of both yeah. should I be aggrieved or not like I don't yeah. know where I'm at right now <laughs> yeah are you mad at me am I mad at you yeah. like what yeah we just I yeah. mean you just eat in silence and stick to your yeah. rooms and oh my god worst and don't you always find that it happens like at the most inconvenient time like when you're just about to go on a holiday or uh, mm-hmm. um or, you've or got when some... you're on holiday <laughs> yeah yes um or you've got like uh, a wedding to go to where you've got to be really nice to people and celebrate their love <laughs> oh my god and be good <laughs> and in public to each other blazing row yeah. and uh, are still reeling from it kind of three days yeah. out and now you have to go and be happy for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And like still give each other the silent treatment, but yet yeah. seem like a normal couple and keep up appearances. Well, yeah, because you can't wash dirty laundry in public. Well, sometimes I wish we would, though, and be like, yeah, you know, me and so-and-so are together, but we're really pissed off at each other tonight. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we could just go to a public event and be like, yeah, we're we're not at our best self right now. We're just having a <laughs> shitty time. <laughs> I think it would be, but would make it a little bit awkward for everybody else, especially at a wedding and you're saying that to the bride. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Let them have their day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do remember sorting out a couple who were having an argument on my wedding day. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Serious? I was like mediator and I was like, for wow. fuck's sake, get it together, kids, get it together. Wow. <laughs> wow. So your, your destiny as a relationship coach is like... Years well, yeah, clearly started from a young age. I was only oh. 22 when I got married. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you're mediating couples in the middle of your wedding day. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> oh. So it's hard. It's shitty. It's inopportune. It's all those crappy things. Yeah. Wow. Um, And when it's happening, I don't know about you, but like, I always think it's like, I, I'm a catastrophizer. So I'm like, that's it. Oh, yeah. Our relationship's over. There's no coming yeah. back from that. That was yeah. the worst. It's the end of the world. End of the world. End of our relationship. Yeah. No way. Yeah. But then, but then, um, you realize, you realize that you have the staying power and oftentimes your relationship has the grit to be able to come through it. Mm. Yeah. So coming back from the all out brawl. Yeah. What are the steps? Well, the first one is definitely acknowledge that you're in a tough situation. So we can often be quite mean to ourselves and, and our partners. Um, mm-hmm. But if we can acknowledge that we're in a real kind of difficult situation and maybe just say like, this is shit, isn't it? This doesn't mm. feel very nice. Mm. Um, so have that open conversation where you kind of, because you're both going to be feeling like that. Even if you feel mm. like you're in the right and they're in the wrong um, you're still both going to be feeling crap, mm-hmm. you know, even if you do feel like you're the one that was justified in whatever kind of happened. Mm. Um, so I think the first thing is just let's acknowledge that this doesn't feel very good. Mm-hmm. I think we need to look to repair as quickly as possible. Mm. So we need but not to not forget, but it's not about repair. forgetting. No, yeah. I think it's repairing. So it's getting back to a state where there's some connection 
because when you've just had an almighty row like literally the the first thing that you want to do is like run a million miles away and just say fuck you this is over um but that as we say isn't really like a healthy we're not making that decision in a healthy state of mind Mm -hmm. we're making it in you know yep you've got all of this kind of adrenaline and um cortisol that's being released into your body like so the hormones are messing with your mind and not allowing you to think straight Mm. um it's it's interesting actually after doing quite a lot of kind of reading around neuroscience and how it kind of affects emotions and things sometimes when I get like really really kind of wound up I'm like it's okay it's just the hormones in your body not being very kind to you right now (laughs) yeah yeah. it's like your body is flooded with hormones that are having this kind of disastrous effect on you so -hmm. I'm like it's okay because it's gonna a few minutes and all of that is gonna have disappeared we just need to ride this out right now right um so there is something around kind of just taking a moment um calm you know try and calm yourself down try some real deep breathing Hmm. take a walk outside if you need to to have like a change of scene something that just kind of resets your own energy I think right yeah and then it's about okay how do we come back together and have even if it's not necessarily a debrief on what's happened because you're probably not in the right state of mind for it but can we agree some way to bring that connection back together you know can we maybe have a hug and hug it out can we just you know hold hands for a few minutes something that brings back that kind of more intimate connection I think yeah and makes us feel like we're safe again like I think the whole thing when you're in this row is like you don't feel safe because there's something that they're saying or there's something you're saying to them that is kind of destabilizing the relationship and you don't feel safe anymore where you once did oh right yes so it's how you know how can we kind of at least get some sort of sense of um of safety back with that connection Mm -hmm. with that person yeah and then it's maybe agreeing on kind of like what do you do now to just kind of reset things but not kind of necessarily have a big major debrief on it but can Mm -hmm. you do something together look Mm. should we just go and watch it tv Mm. shall we go for a walk together shall we um you know get outside shall we take some activities something I think that then kind of starts to repair the relationship and then maybe once you've had kind of enough time to process it you can then start to kind of maybe debrief on it and Mm -hmm. sometimes we've got to be kind of um this is really hard like sometimes we do have to say sorry um for the things (laughs) for the part it's just really difficult for me I know I do (laughs) (laughs) I hate saying sorry yes (laughs) um for the parts that we think, you know, because it's very rarely a situation where where you're not both at fault at some part of the argument, right? So Absolutely. I Absolutely. think it's very rare that, you know, it's one person. So, you know, what part can I admit responsibility for? What can I take responsibility for? And mm-hmm. also what can I, how can I maybe see the, the good in the message that was being given, even if maybe I didn't like the message? Mm. What can I take away that's a positive thing about my partner from that situation? Mm. It, you know, if there is something, um, or what would be a strength I could take away and how could I build on that? Right. How can I maybe seek their perspective and then how can I help them to understand some of my perspective? Mm. Mm-hmm. But that there has to be in a bit of time separation and processing, I think, to be able to get to that point. Oh, God, yeah, because you know, I, I, my maturity hat goes out the window when yeah. I'm, my, when my ego is bruised. Yeah, I think the big thing is to acknowledge that um, 
it's very, very hard. Like, I'm a big ego bruise person. I have trouble saying sorry. And, you know, when I'm on my side of the moat uh, and I've got my drawbridge up and I'm all like yeah. pissed off, I'm really, really unapproachable. And my, the feedback yeah. that I have received is that I'm, <laughs> I'm absolutely unapproachable. I'm like, absolutely. I'm so hard to, cause I've got all my defenses up, the yeah. look on my face, my body language, silent treatment, that whole jam, I yeah. totally close up. So yeah. it's, it's not the time to have a, like a postmortem on no. the, on the fight. Um, and I think that the the one thing that can start to form the bridges early, the one thing that brings us back together again is the nonverbal stuff. So it could yeah. be sort of close proximity, could be touching yeah. shoulders, could be sitting together for, to watch shitty TV, something, an activity that does not require talking or yes. requires talking about minutia. That is the key. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, shitty TV is like a great antidote to a, to a bad row. Absolutely. Especially, you know, some of the reality TV that um, yeah. I absolutely adore watching um, yeah. because you can talk about someone else's problems. Yeah, the, they're like a train wreck and you're like, oh my God, I'm not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, so true. <laughs> you know, it's funny though, like, you know, how do you come back from a row? I, I think, you know, we talk about these strategies I think the thing is, though, I grew up in a family, and I don't know if it's a, a UK thing, um, but like I grew up in a family, my, my dad's from the UK, and like it was like habitual, it was a thing to have huge rows where alcohol mm. was involved. So yeah, they'd yeah, go yeah. to the pub, they'd have a huge row, and, and this would be their, their pattern, they would sort of, yeah. the conflict was like mother's milk or something like that. So that's that I, how I was raised. And, you know, I always want to normalize fighting. Fighting is communication. Mm. Conflict is communication. But yeah. um, making it shitty and getting into the gutter was something that my, fa my my dad's family was sort of part of. So not fighting pretty, not fighting nice. And yeah. I think the one thing that I do want to commit to in relationship is, yes, you've had a shitty row. Um, here's how to sort of in this short term kind of come back mm. from that. But how do we commit to not having it so shitty? I think that the thing is I... Yeah like to commit to not making this a pattern because yeah. the drama can become um it can be addictive right so yes. then you kind of like get I think sometimes as well there's where you get a lot of communication that's not really communication mm. and so all the stuff is building up and building up that's mm. when you then get these kind of almighty blazing rows because mm. it's almost, you know, the pressure cooker, the uh, everything just goes pop. Mm -hmm. And it's because we're not dealing, we're not talking about some of the things. So we're, we're talking, but we're talking about, you know, what we're going to have for dinner, who's going to pick mm. up the kids, who's, uh, you know, have you sorted out your bag for, for tomorrow? It's all those transactional things. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go in the shower first? <laughs> do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah. it's it's those things we're talking about. And when we're just focusing on those and we're not focusing on some of the bigger stuff or the areas where we feel let down or, you know, not seen, not heard, any of those things where we feel not supported, where we're letting it all slide because it's not we're not talking about it. Yeah, it's got it. It's going to find its way out. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you get these almighty toxic rows. Oh, totally. For me, so, that what I've had to do is because. I have these triggers that when mm. it's pushed, because it's so habitual, that's it's a little, it's a wound, it's a hurt that yeah. has been hurt so often that just anybody goes near that and I just yeah. get furious. I have really had to do work to start to remove the stimulus of the trigger. Um, yeah. 
And in some ways, that's like reversing out of the re- some aspects of the relationship and taking yeah. pressing the reset button. Um, because if you've got like hair triggers and they just keep getting pressed, it just every fight takes something away. Like you lose a it little does. bit of your relationship, right? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's that whole thing around like, here's some shit from five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. That, that's not really helping right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. It does. It kind of chips away. It chips away at the yeah. more positive stuff that is happening because yeah. you kind of feel like, um, you can feel like, well, that's something I'm, I can't come back from. Oh, Words said that you can't claw back. Yeah. A little bit of mistrust starts to seed. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. So I would say, you know, come back from the row, etc. But if you see yourself like every few weeks getting into the same pattern, yeah. um, one of your commitments might be we need an almighty reset. Like we can't keep yeah. entering this shitty cycle again and again and if you're like me and you tend to sort of trigger off every three weeks then it's time to (laughs) you know um, make this short-term amends that we've talked about but then I think it's a harder question of um how do we keep from slipping back into this yeah again and again yeah absolutely oh gosh um I would say with the fiery uh enthusiasm that we have I would say that we've uh walked this road a time or two um <laughs> so we're the resident well, experts me never <laughs> never conflict what <laughs> so glad no, my husband's not on this call this sort of oh stuff. my god yeah oh what 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 he would say if he were on the line yeah no it's 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 crazy we've yeah we've so been here we're the experts of conflict yeah of we being are. in conflict, uh, you know, we're, we're still yeah. trying to muddle out the, the the resolution of conflict, but we're pretty good at actual conflict. I think, yeah, there's some other stuff you can do, like, as well, I think, is around, um, it's maybe kind of, you know, thinking about the strategy when you know that you're going into it, because mm. it's not, like, it doesn't happen instantly, right? Like, so mm. we kind of know that we're going mm. into it. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes it can happen quicker than the brain can process it. And so therefore we're fully you know, feet first in it before we've kind of really realized. But there will be points where you can kind of, I suppose, pull yourself back from that. So whether it's saying, look, I think that we shouldn't talk about this right now or... time out. I kind of feel like this isn't going to end well. So I think there are maybe um, some strategies as well to to reset almost midpoint so you don't Mm -hmm. have to do too much damage and it's not quite as destructive. Yep, I agree with that. If you can yeah Uh, timeouts are great yep and that's something I think that takes a bit of kind of practice to um to recognize that you're going into it and then to kind of have the courage to say no hold on I'm stopping right now because we're not going to do this again yeah yeah oh it takes a bit of practice if it doesn't work the first time like seriously don't worry keep keep going (laughs) yeah 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 oh gosh yes messy terrain but little by little whether it's the way that you repair yeah whether it's the way that you try to look at what is the common factor of going in what if it's maybe flexing your muscles to try to sort of take the train off the track or take it out of service if you realize it's going off the rails you know that's part of the the practice of managing conflict together which is just another form of communication yeah 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 nice all right okay Best of luck. Like a question. To all of us there. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to a question. Yeah. Okay. Okay, ready for a question? Yes, I am. Let's go. Let's do it. 
My partner never expresses emotions or feelings. He insists nothing is going on, but I just don't think this is true. (laughs) Well, you're right. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Good for you. No, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think this is true because it's absolutely, there's no human on earth that doesn't have emotions or feelings. So absolutely going to validate and acknowledge you right there and just say, yep, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) It's not true. Yeah. Yeah. This is quite a common thing, actually, amongst clients. Um, oh. I either get them where the, um, where the, again, this sort of situation, my partner doesn't, um, isn't expressing their feelings, or I get it the other way. I can't express my feelings and, um, oh. and it's causing me a problem. Um, yep. so and it's, it is something that is quite common, I would say. Oh, yeah. We weren't really taught how to express feelings and emotions. We've not really no. been taught, um, how to even process them or understand what they are. Um, yeah. And if we don't understand what's going on, how do we then share that with somebody else? So oh, we yeah. don't, we're not taught to kind of stop and pause and try and regulate our own emotions or understand no. them. We're just taught to um, let's all just be happy and um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and let's not upset the apple cart. And yeah. um I can't tell you that because you will think badly of me and Mm. you won't love me anymore. There's some Mm. of the messages that we've been given over time. Yeah. And I believe that this person is asking the question about their male partner and it it gets really, really um, toxic with toxic masculinity. This, you know, most males when they're young, they will cry and they will express fear and sadness and that. And, and in these toxic masculinity sort of upholding households, they might be chided, um, scolded, beaten um, for Mm. showing these emotions. And so they learn how to start bottling up. And it seems that the only emotion that is allowed in a toxic masculinity framework is anger. So you'll see fear and sadness coming out as anger and violence. And so that is like, we've just got such a, a legacy of toxicity. Yeah, for sure. And even if it's not something that's in the household, I think it's something that's still implied in society today. It's still there. It's still present where, you know, a lot of males and and we are talking, this listener is is referred to their um, partner. So we're not making kind of assumptions here, but um, it is, you know, it's, it is still implied. I think, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the group work that I do, um, we talk about vulnerability and authenticity and Mm. um, empathy and, um, and, you know, some people in the room really struggle with that Mm because it's kind of like that whole discussion about, well, not really sure about showing vulnerability or sharing Mm. my feelings with anybody. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to kind of shut down and block out and say, well, there's nothing wrong. Like, and maybe the person also thinks that there's nothing wrong. But maybe there are signs that there are other things that are happening. Yeah, I I would say that like in a lot of work with our clients, right, they'll say nothing's wrong. But then Mm. if we can start to ask questions about what they might be feeling in their body, like, do you notice that you have a lot of neck pain or shoulder pain or stress, right? Tension. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for asking. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Do you find your shoulders shrugged up close to your ears and that you just, you're not able to take a deep breath. You find that you're just, you're hunched over and stressed and, and, you know, notice sometimes your body is, is carries the, 
the signals that we are actually expressing emotion. So yeah, absolutely, that's for the peop- for the person who's like, yeah, I feel fine. Um, well, like, do you notice that you're sighing a lot? <sighs> Taking <Yeah>. this big <laughs> bright. <laughs> um, do you yeah. notice that you have a feeling of you know anxiety, um, mm. palpitations? So as a physician, I see a lot of people who are like, oh doc, I think I'm having a heart attack. I'm sweating. I have uh, palpitations. It must be something physiological. I think that I'm having a heart attack or whatever. And it is, especially with male patients, it's very, very hard to suggest what is going on with you is panic. It's anxiety. Yeah. It is unaddressed feelings. And they're like, no, no, must be a heart attack. I'm about to die. Because male <laughs> Just patients... Just give me some pills. <laughs> and that's the th- well, they would, they would much rather be close to death than, having, than being told that they're having an a anxiety panic attack. Yeah, yeah. I do think that I don't I still think that we've got a long way to go but I do think that there is more discussion now about feelings I do think mm-hmm. um certainly with male friends that I've got and you know I do kind of see more discussion about feelings and um and emotions I'm not saying that it's present everywhere mm-hmm. but it I think it's more acceptable in a lot mm-hmm. of areas to be able to talk about how you're feeling now mm, true and I'm not saying that we've made kind of, you know, all the progress that we need to, but I think we have made some. I think so. But you know, what's funny, what comes up for me when you say that, which is true, I think back to the person asking the question saying that mm. my partner doesn't show emotion, doesn't have emotion, etc. And the first thing that I, that makes me wonder is, how might that have served you early in the relationship? Like, is it a coincidence that you have a partner who doesn't show emotion? Mm. Why were you attracted to that to your partner what about him was preferable over somebody who is a demonstrative emotion. of their emotion yeah. yeah how comfortable are you with emotion i'm yeah. curious it's a good question yeah yeah mm. because you know when we're starting to address this issue and we always you know the when somebody asks a question, when somebody in a couple asks a question, we the first assumption is my partner is broken and needs to be fixed. And then, yeah. you know, once they're fixed, then our relationship will get on a good track. Yeah. But it's it takes two to tango. It does. Yeah. So what mm. would be your first questions, inquiry, curiosity with this person asking the question? I think one of the things for me is how is this manifesting? So what is it about the situation that's causing a problem. Mm. So is it to do with, so for my partner's not expressing emotions and feelings, is it that I don't feel loved by my partner because they're not able to tell me that they love them? Um, Mm. So am I not feeling secure in this relationship? Mm. So I'd start to kind of explore some of those things, like how secure do you feel in your partnership? Because it sounds to me like Mm. there's something else that's happening and I'd want to know what the something else is Mm. so it's this is a byproduct of of another situation i think in the relationship ah good pickup okay so it would be i think without obviously without having the listener yeah (laughs) but it's that sort of thing isn't it so it's like um what is it about the unexpressed emotions and feelings that you feel like you're missing out on so what where's Mm. the gap in the relationship because of this because Mm. i think if you start to wind it back you'll find that there's something else that's driving this. This isn't necessarily about their ability to communicate ah. or not solely about their ability to communicate. Ah, okay. Very astute. Okay. Mm. 
I also wonder if there's some sort of comparison factor coming in here. Um, oh. We're very good at comparing our relationship to uh, to Bob and Mary's down the road. And mm. Bob and Mary, he's really good at talking about his feelings. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, him and Mary can have some great conversations and oh. we always manage to resolve their conflicts really well. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, me and my husband, we kind of never speak about things. And, um, yeah. and I know I just can't go there. So that you can sometimes get this kind of whole comparison thing that comes in too. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's somebody who you've started chatting with or a coworker who is, you know, again, the comparison might be somebody who you're considering having an affair with or that you're, you're emotionally intertwined to some extent. Yeah. Who's kind of showing you the grass greener on the other side. Yeah. Your work husband. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Or work work wife. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, very, very true. Yeah, I think there's definitely more to this question. I think there is an assumption, as you say, that, well, my partner's the one that's got the problem Mm. um, and I'm grand and we're just, he just (laughs) needs to talk more. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, that, I think there is a genuine thing around people do struggle to express and understand emotions. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's work that you can do and maybe kind of start with yourself around um if I can start to explore my feelings and my emotions and I can start to find out what the cues are that tell me that I'm in an emotional state, Mm. I can then start to maybe recognize that in my partner and I can then, and I can kind of share and demonstrate role model what that looks like, which means I can then also start to, I can start to see cues in my partner and Mm. I can ask some questions like, um, I don't know, I've noticed that you seem really stressed right now. Mm. Um, you know, what's going on? How can I help? So if we can switch to that kind of curiosity, that support, that yeah. um, raising, if we can raise our awareness levels as to what's going on, then mm. we're more able and equipped to be able to emotionally um, support another. True. So you're developing your emotional intelligence, aren't you? It's true. The yeah. hard thing, though, is when you ask your partner, um, it's very hard to be prepared to hear anything. Because, <laughs> mm. you know, and, and I think a very justifiable thing that you might hear from somebody who your partner who says, Oh, you know, I never feel anything, you might hear from them, well, whenever I try to express myself, you always judge me, or I don't feel yeah. secure or confident. So there you could you could hear, you might be very surprised what you hear back. Yeah, yeah. And I think often that's about how you set things up as well, isn't it? So it's, how can I set it up in such a way that um, somebody does feel that they're able to share openly? Well, I think, I mean, true, I think the setup is actually doing a lot of work on yourself so that whatever your partner says doesn't, that you can kind of manage the feelings and not necessarily take it personally. Yeah. Whether Or that might be, you know, learning to sort of take criticism more maturely and I'm, I'm like the last person because I always get defensive <laughs> but it, it, so it's really really hard but you know if your partner's sharing something it's not necessarily that they're trying to attack you it's like they're just sharing a feeling and yeah how are you able to sort of remove yourself from being enmeshed in this to kind of the observer in the room to say oh man that that must feel awful to feel what you feel yeah and not get all personal, like, oh, well, you know, but I did this and I did that for this reason yeah. and so forth and get defensive is, is to, to start to shift so that you're both looking at the challenge from the same perspective. Yeah. Even if you happen to be, because you're the partner, so you are probably have some role to play in it, but can you kind of shift mm-hmm. your perspective a little bit so you're not looking at the situation from, 
I'm at fault, I'm being attacked, to more like, wow, my partner's really hurting. Yeah. And that's incredibly difficult to make that shift, I think. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. Because, how, yeah, I mean, human nature is that you're going to defend yourself. Oh, yeah. Because we want to be right. <laughs> we want to be right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm the right one in this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I think that whole kind of catastrophization does come out as well. There are lots of then um, different patterns that we that we tap into, um, and it is about, as we said, kind of previously, I guess, with the argument situation. It is about how do how do I have a hard reset? Yeah, I. It's so funny how these two questions, the the topic and the question, kind of meld together in this. Yeah. And and I think one thing here that as you're noticing that you know if the issue is that your partner is not communicating, doesn't show emotion, et cetera, you know, just like you're saying, sort of dive down to why is this causing conflict or dis mm. d disagreement or unhappiness for you. And as you try to look at various ways of your solutions, you know, part of this can be the, your own internal work. Part of this is a work as a couple. Um, with your partner, like there's some stuff that you can do to sort of coax out, like, or to create an, an, mm. an environment of heightened safety for yeah. sharing emotion. Yeah. But if you find that your partner is really shut down, there may be more things at play. And specifically, there, there, you know, we bring all our baggage of our parents, right, and our families of origin and so forth. And it could very well be that your partner can't get over the thought that you're going to have the response like their mother. Yeah. Or their father or their, you know. Um, and so if you find that there's this really well rid, this sort of rut of, of feeling of like, well, I'm just going to be treated like I was with my parent. That's a, mm. that's a therapy referral right there. Cause like, if you find you're just battling against ghosts. Yeah. And it might not even be, um, parental. It could be, um, ex relationships. Oh, we'll bring all that with us too, don't we? So my ex always treat me like that, or oh. I could never say that to my partner because I would be shut down or uh, ridiculed or oh. shamed. Um, so yeah, we're complicated creatures. <gasps> Oof, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, so there's a lot that might need to be deconstructed or dismantled. And yeah. wow, yeah. And I also think, you know, when we're dealing with emotions and feelings, it is really complex. Um, and we all experience things in such a different way. Mm -hmm. We can have kind of real nuanced feelings and emotions, or we can have real kind of heightened mm -hmm. um, emotions as well. And often we don't know ourselves kind of how to make sense of them. And I think if we start exploring some of these things or some of these topics, especially when we're talking about past relationships or parental mm. kind of stories that we've got mm. uh, running through our, through our mind and assumptions, then we need to take things slow as we start to unpack some of that. Mm -hmm. We need to take it slow. We need to set our own levels of expectation. Mm. Things aren't going to change overnight. You know, you're not... We can't go through life and build up 40 odd years worth of shit and expect <laughs> and expect yeah. it, you know, after a couple of conversations to be all grandiose. So it's not going to happen. Right. Oh. So some of this stuff d does take time and we have to be patient and kind with each other um, in, in the short term. Oh, yeah. Something, again, we're not equally yeah. very good at. No. <laughs> no. kind of think that we're kind creatures and often, yeah. you know, by some sort of... Um, overt way we're, we're, we're not and it's not what we intended mm. um but you know the impact of the words that and the actions that we have can sometimes have 
quite a negative impact on somebody else mm. and we didn't mm-hmm. really intend it to be that way um, yeah. you know we've all got those kind of well-meaning friends that kind of tell you how your life should be <laughs> because oh, yeah. they think they're doing you a favor yeah. Um, yeah and really all they're doing is making you feel like crap yes so I think we have to tread carefully with some of this. It sounds to me like this isn't just really about emotions and feelings. I think there's something else behind it. There's something, there's a gap there in the relationship. So I'd ask yourself, like, what is it I'm really missing in mm. my relationship? What is that gap? Oh. And how else could that be filled? Yes. Mm. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. So quite a sparkly week this week. Oh my gosh, yeah. All off the back of some technological nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems that when tech shuts down on us, we get fiery. So maybe we should have technology fail us more often. No, believe me, <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> I've just some emergency dash into the yeah. shop to buy adapters to fix my computer and I'm now in oh. the weirdest position ever. Oh. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can keep that shit. <laughs> Oh gosh, oh gosh. <sighs> well, all right. So it More is um so we're recording at a really weird time today as well, um, mm-hmm. because of my technological disasters. So it's actually pitch black outside now. <gasps> oh wow. <laughs> and this feels really weird because normally it's yeah. kind of the middle of the day and I've still got the whole day ahead. Yeah. And I haven't now. I feel like I should be going to bed in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is you're right. <laughs> Although sometimes on a bad day it is nice just to have a shower, get your pajamas on and just oh, go I to bed. You. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. wake up tomorrow. Yeah. A new day. Do yeah. it all again. Do it all well, and hopefully a little different. Even if it's yeah. still a shitstorm, just a little bit of a different flavor of a shitstorm. Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But may mm-hmm. the next week, may next week be just looking so much more bright than right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> oh. All right. So, till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.